the Didn't Ask for Agony podcast. We take old problems, give some new advice that literally no one asked for. Enjoy! Enjoy! Hello! <laughs> Hello, listeners. Hi! You got in there before. How do I do me. this one? Wait, you figure oh, that one out. Sorry, we're trying to start the timer. We're... Hi, welcome to our 10th episode of the Didn't Ask for Agony podcast. Woo! Woo! Ruby leaned all the way back. Good girl, Ruby. I She's, mean, we're 10 episodes in. I think you've actually learned how to not make my ears... <laughs> drums burst when I'm editing. Uh, also, I did say right before we recorded, I was like, oh, the capturing on the video will be completely fine as long as we don't lean ridiculously far back. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking first thing I do is lean ridiculously to it's yell. It's fine, it's fine. Um, but, uh, b- b- boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone in between, <laughs> um, thank you, thank you guys for uh, listening. Yes. Because actually, quite a few of you have. I'm not going to lie, I looked at the stats in the week. We have, we have like loyal it's, listeners. It's we like, we're like really fucking interesting. Oh God, it's cool. almost as if you guys actually like listening to us ramble on. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say ramble, I do mean ramble. I would just like to thank our fans. <laughs> And everyone who listens, we couldn't be here or do this without you. I'd like to thank God. (laughs) Because everything comes from God. And I'd like to thank Baby (laughs) Bell for (laughs) being my sustenance in this time of need. Uh, Shout out to Tesco Meal Deals as well. Oh my God, yes please. Shout out. Um, (laughs) But anyways, as a special treat for you, for us, for who? Um, We don't know. Uh, well, let's, say, let's call a spade a spade here. This is Ruby Carr's idea uh, that on our 10th episode is a celebration because essentially I found a statistic when we Ruby, because uh, you guys know, you're regular listeners, we self-produced this podcast mm. uh, with help from Laughing Around uh, Productions who are lovely and uh, at 21 Soho uh, who we use their studio, which is really great and they have all the amazing equipment and blah, blah, blah. Shout out you guys. Yeah. But we all of the like editing and producing and posting and stuff we do ourselves and it's difficult, especially with two women who most likely have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> We've got jobs and comedy and stuff. But we're really proud. And I said to, I found a statistic to Ruby that I was like, it's something in the region of ninety like ninety percent of podcasts. Uh, don't make it past 10 episodes. They don't yeah. make it to 10 episodes because people sort of start it and they don't really realise like it's a lot of work and doing mm-hmm. it weekly and planning it and organising it and researching it and blah, blah, blah. I say research it. I mean, you guys know. <laughs> That's a loose term on this podcast. I, we do find problems. Yeah, we, we, I read a couple of I, pages. I get some sticky notes and I put them <laughs> in a book. Excuse you. Did you hear the traffic light podcast I did a Google search for that one guys and sometimes our parents or lovely people go run me send in advice and <laughs> send in the you... research for us shout out to our listeners who have sent us like academic articles <laughs> following up from the episode that we've already done so it's irrelevant God love them uh, being like here here's all this information you didn't have and you should have known <laughs> Uh, no, I feel like, like in one of the episodes we estimated like how much money was oh, yeah. and we thought it was like a grand and it turned out it was like 50 grand in old times days things like this things that, anyways we digress the reason we're digressing quite so much is that Ruby do you want to tell everyone what your idea was for our 10th episode yeah so because we realised that we're in like the top 90% of podcasts just because yeah. we made it to the 10 uh, the ten, it's like they say if you've been friends for 10 years mm. you'll be friends for a life oh 
So we, lads, this is... <laughs> Catherine, what year are we on? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, we're not on 10 yet. We're absolutely not on 10. So you could still I'm, leave me? I'm eject-packing this as soon go. as my career allows me. Catherine! <laughs> <laughs> I love because on the last podcast we had Molly here. Both me and Molly talked about how neither of us stood living with you for a year. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's not fair. The landlord's in circumstance. But also, no... Uh, Yeah, it's landlords that stop me having best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Landlords always get in the way of me and my friendship. Yeah, that's that's why people don't like living with Ruby. Generally, that's also happened with my other mates, Colin and Kim. We got ejected after just before a year because (gasps) maybe me. Calm down. What? What? You are the. Are you having a tale of this moment where you realise you're the problem? It's you. Me. I don't think she realises what she did for people who are anxious. <laughs> I'm like, Taylor, come on. Taylor, babe. Anyway, so what we're doing is... Wait, look. Yeah, so this is look. like our 10 year... 10, 10, 10, 10 episode anniversary. So we're, we're proud of that. Yeah. If you make it past 10 years of friendship, it says you're going to be for life. So I feel like if we made it past 10 episodes of podcasting and producing, we're in it now. We're here. Yeah. It's happening. Let's go, baby. Yeah. So, so we- in celebration of that, Ruby, what was your... Idea and this was all Ruby Carr. Get drunk. We <laughs> wanted to get drunk. Well, not drunk because we were also we're not going to record this in the evening. Um, no, we're, we can't. We can't. <laughs> we so we have to record it in the afternoon. So afternoon tipsy, as it were. Oh, you never told me. You said drunk to me. I've had a double whiskey and a pint before I got here. <laughs> but also, we should clarify. Yeah, we've got different drunk got, levels. This is like. what's difficult about this. <laughs> Ruby was like, we should do an episode where we're like, drunk and tipsy, wouldn't that be so much fun? And I'm like, yeah, for sure, cool. But you're not, the ironic thing is that you're not the drinker of the two of us. No. You are not a drinker. I am, a, I would say if we compared our levels of drinking, mm. you're amateur. <laughs> I'm pro. <laughs> I don't want you to say amateur. I'm hobbyist. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. So, yes. Okay. Sorry. You're not even looking to go pro. No, I'm not, you're not looking to You're not looking to go pro. So, that's not... Amateur is someone who wants to be pro and they're not. You are someone who does this as like a fun hobby. I do it for fun. I can do a kickflip, but I can't get paid for it. What? What? I'm, what? I don't know why my, my brain went to skateboarding. Okay. No, never mind. Oh, God. Let's try to keep this on track. <laughs> Uh, so Ruby is Ruby okay this isn't fair because do you know what also drinking isn't something to be you know a profession uh, and uh, Mm. listen (laughs) alcoholism runs in my family as much as just anyone else's so it's nothing to be like all that proud of but what I think we mean is tolerance level wise yeah so tolerance level Ruby do you want to talk to because you are quite clear on your tolerance do you want to yeah I know pretty much I know like as soon as I have a pint in front of me it's like something goes in my brain it goes ah we have a pint in front of us. We are now allowed to be sillier. Oh, so you It's think- not even... It's like a bit of a placebo effect. Like, sometimes I'll have one sip and I'm already yelling. I mean, yeah. you. I yeah. feel like I've seen you just be in social situations where people let loose and you've gone to a whole different level. Yeah. With or without alcohol. It's all like placebo. Ob- 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 obnosis. 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 
Osmosis? Osmosis, that's Osmosis. What Osmosis. Osmosis effect. Can you just stay away from big words for today just because we're drunk? <laughs> it's like the movement of particles through water. water. <laughs> well, then, say, honestly, say that as opposed to osmosis because we'll get there quicker. Because normally I know where you're going, but today I couldn't be fucked. I've had a couple of pints, a bit of whiskey, just chill out. But I, so I have a level. I know that after one drink, I start yelling. After, then there's two drinks. You know, I'm just being silly. What's the, Three, okay, let's explain this. What's yeah. the max amount of pints you've ever had? I tap out at four. Four. Which for me is like, a casual vibe. And that's not, again, a bragging yeah. thing. It's not arrogant things. It's just to just to clarify the difference in where we're at. Yeah. When I say, I have seen four pint Ruby like two, three times. Like, yeah. you say four, but four is rare. Yeah. Four is rare. very rare. I think three is like, like if you would go on a night out and only have three and it's not like you were taking it easy that it's night. It's because I'm very much, I like, I like, I know, I know where I am with my drinks and I'm like, if when I get to four, that's me tapping out Which and is like great. moving on. Like this is aspirational. So then, so then I'll like slow, once I get to like two, I'm like, okay, next one you got to drink slowly. Because I don't, I like being out. I like being out, out. Yeah. Um, in so fact, like you are not someone who's like so. You don't bring a sober vibe. That's no, the thing. Well, this is what I mean. That I'm like tolerance otherwise is it's not. Ruby's not like um. I only have two drinks and then I like to go like no. Ruby's like two drinks and is where everyone else needs like three rock vodka Red Bulls and like a hit of cocaine to get to. Do you yippee, know what I mean? Yippee, <laughs> not me. I also don't need cocaine. Yeah, like third pint Ruby is is, is uh, equal to a lot of people's like three lines of cocaine. It's like. <laughs> Threatening fights. Oh yeah, she she's picking up people. She's hiking. She's stealing things from Bob's. She's like a teenage boy. Honestly, I think about it now. My brothers. I think back to yeah, fights, stealing shit from pubs. I'm a nuisance. You're a you become a real fucking nuisance. Yeah, and I, I don't know whether because I like this fact. Like when when we've all like just like seen like oh this is your level of drinking. This is how you drink. Like this is what how I do it. I then also like revealing this fact. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Great song, by the way. You oh, ever want to get a party going? Oh, yeah, no. Yes. That is the song to get it I need going. to add that to my... I, don't, I have a playlist That is the like, song that will be like... Because it's it starts off like, this is how we do it. Everyone's like clicking. Oh, yeah. They're side to side in. Yeah. It's Friday night and the party's in. <laughs> and then slowly the soldiers are going. And then they're like, this is how we do it. Na, 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 na. And by the end of the song, you've got people there. And also it, the song invites you Montreal, to show... Jordan. Mont, Montel Jordan. Montel... Oh, fuck it. But the uh, song, Montel Jordan or something like that is his name. The song invites you to show you just how you do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> What's your vibe? What's your vibe? How you throw your How loose? you doing it? What are you doing, baby? Wait, where were we? Oh, I need to add that. I do have a playlist of songs which I deem to be songs that if I was at a like club or something and I heard this song while I was in the bathroom, Dead I would club. immediately run to the dance floor like I would have oh, banned yeah, 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 like yeah. go, 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 go. so like so Mont- I, 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 Montrell or Montel I think it's Montel could be Montrell Montel jo- uh, jo- Jordan I think is his name I don't know 
Anyways, I've now, I was um, amping up to a story, being like, this is a fun story, and I'm not sure if it's fun anymore. Great, well, let's leave it behind. <laughs> this is the beauty of because we're going to have enough stories that uh, this podcast is going to be difficult to stay under. Oh, we're consolidating pints. Yeah. So we're now on basically Two Pint Ruby. Yeah. Two Pint Ruby, and this is the vibe. And so Two Pint Ruby is equal to... Well, no, but yeah, this... Uh, okay, so it's not equal to, and it's not... Uh, this isn't an bring It's just like... It's just to, to, right, guys, do you know what this is like? This is like social studies class, okay? Because equality does not mean equity. <laughs> okay? So sometimes when people are like, we need equality, mm. they're like, yeah, so it should be 50% women and 50% men. But you're like, oh, 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 oh sorry, sorry, oh, hold on now. If the room that they're walking into is all men, mm. then it's easier for men to be in that room. And mm. also, if you, say you bring in four people, two women, two men. Well, if that room's already 10 people and they're all men, then you've got 12 men and two women. So that is equality because who you hired, it was equal, but it wasn't equity, okay? And this comes into race relations a lot, but we're not gonna get into that right now. But what I'm saying is me and Ruby's drinking and I have clearly, this is what I'm like at parties, by the way. It's <laughs> trying to explain social constructs in like fun ways. <laughs> We can't get onto abortion on this podcast. We just can't do it. But what I'm saying is, for me and Ruby to be the same level, mm. it's not equal. Equality is we both drink two pints. Yeah. Equity is we end up in the same place. Yes. And I think because I'm on two pints plus two whiskeys. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the same sort of vibe as you. Also, oh, you ate beforehand. Yeah. But I whereas I waited a few hours ago, and that'll equal out as well. Because um, when you say you're always like, I've had two or three pints, it always makes me very self-conscious that I do not in any way drink, or no, sorry, count drinks. Mm. I couldn't tell you, like Tommy Tiernan, great comic, big fan of his, um, he has a bit about how like when you go to America, people are like, how many drinks have you had? Which I relate to because I lived in America for a year. People are like, how many drinks have you had? And mm. you're like, I don't fucking know. And his joke is that he's like, I don't know, I've had a small child of drink. <laughs> like I wouldn't know how to quantify it. And it's yeah. a great thing because I'm like, I couldn't fucking tell. I've just been vibing, just been going, just been, just been seeing, just been feeling, just been thinking. Nah. Anyways, we're drinking. We're drinking. <laughs> As a celebration. As a celebration. We made it to episode. episode. It is good. Do you know what I love is that I'm going to have to edit this podcast and I'll be like, why the fuck did we drink? Well, this is, I was thinking like, when, when we have, when we do go out and we have chats and drunk, I'm like, oh, we are so much fun. Which is absolutely why anyone starts a podcast together. Like, we are so fucking Drunk great. us was like, but, we need to have a podcast. But, Drunk us also thinks we sound good, so fingers crossed that sober us is also yeah, like, yeah. yeah, this is worth it. Well, uh, sober me's gonna have to listen to it and also deal with our volume like, levels, which are bad enough when we're sober. But trust me, the, they don't. The drunkest I've ever seen, Catherine. No, we're not. What? Oh, so, firstly, bang out a fucking order, <laughs> right? Because no. Right, can objection. I just, can I just your mention, honor? Can I mention your one honor. thing? No, wait. No, because I say no. what I do. Look at me and look. Tell yeah. me with your eyes what it is, or tell me a word that won't tell everyone what it is. Tell me. No, we're not doing that. No, okay. no, no, no. Because here's the problem with Ruby, right? <laughs> I say that me and Ruby get to the same level of drunk. I mean, like today we're getting to the same yeah. level of drunk. The problem I have, and many people will relate, is that you know I just sometimes will go. I don't know at what point I lost the thread of the night, but I did. <laughs> Whereas Ruby, because she counts her drinks and because she knows what she's doing and she has her limits, which I massively respect, and I probably need to take a leaf out of your book on. But Ruby will remember everything. 
So this is the problem, right? Because she's not like other sober people whereby they all go home at fucking 12, they get the last train home or oh, oh, whatever no, else, and they're oh. gone. So Ruby is there till five in the morning. She is there till 6 a.m. She is there till the wee wee hours of the morning with all of us who are, you know, you know, infants full of alcohol deep. <laughs> you know, like oh, an indescribable amount of alcohol has been consumed at that point. But the problem is that Ruby remembers fucking everything and what she doesn't understand, <laughs> right? And it's not that I wish you ill and I don't wish you anxiety. You have enough of it. I. <laughs> it's that I don't think you understand what it's like to wake up. You don't really know what the fear is like. You've never had... Sunday scaries. Yeah, no, Sunday scaries are different. Sunday scaries can happen at any time. Yeah, yeah, because Sunday scaries are, oh, I have so much on in my life. It's general life anxiety is a Sunday scary. The fear, oh, the fear, the, the fear of the next day is solely, Sunday, this is what I mean, she doesn't know, right? She doesn't understand. Sunday scaries is like, oh God, I probably, like, it's a bit of last night, but it's also mixed in with like general life angst. The fear is purely, what the fuck did I do, slay, say, <laughs> uh, conduct myself, act out, what did I do, like last night specifically. And then, and Ruby, <laughs> and then bing, bing, yeah, bing, no- bing. Notification from Ruby. <laughs> Ruby, can voice now. Oh my God, do you remember? And this is the problem. You fucking know. You fucking know that people don't remember because you go, do you remember when you did blah, blah, blah. And do you remember blah, blah. And also, because she's sober, she has the wherewithal to think this will be hilarious. I can tease her about this and document shit. So video things and photograph things that all the drunks at the party are like, we have no concept of time or place or people or thing and we're all just living in this moment together. And Ruby's there, like fucking Mark Zuckerberg in the corner trying to document it all. Is this why landlords keep breaking up my friendships? Yeah, no, I don't think this is landlords' fault, actually. No, it's landlords. For once in their life, they're getting away with something. (laughs) This is not the landlords' fault. It's not me. You don't realise. Yeah. You don't realise the stress you cause people. So, and this is the problem as well. I'll be honest, right? We're going to have this out now. Here in the podcast, you were like, the drunkest I've seen Catherine. And you will do this in other situations. You do not realise the level of anxiety you spike in people. <laughs> because I'm sitting there going, what is she going to say? Because all of a sudden, a ticker text tape of all the drunk things I've done is flittering through my mind. Oh, no. And that's not fair to do to people. Oh, okay. This podcast wasn't supposed to be me giving it to Ruby. <laughs> no, but I deserve The drunk, but I'm, yeah. Anyways, I get drunk. Fine, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I have so. cultural stereotypes to uphold. <laughs> but you, I think the problem is, yeah. Anyways, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I will say though. Go on. Catherine. Go on. I don't think she even, I think she even requires a drink for this. But is an excellent dancer when we go out. Oh, yeah. Girl, girl, like she gets the whole room turning and looking at her because <laughs> she's throwing these moves, busting a move. <laughs> Everyone's stopping and being like, whoa. I mean, she's also taking up so much space. Oh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because I think also when you're dancing, anyone who dances and keeps their, like, doesn't fully extend their arm, you're not dancing. You're, not, dan- you're, you're not, not dancing. You. We need to see a Catherine's band doing pirouettes. 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 I, I don't do pirouettes. I feel like that's one move I don't do. I'm basically doing any any combination of moves mm. from early 2000 J-Lo videos 
Beyonce mm. videos, Christina Aguilera dirty videos. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm a hoe on the dance floor. Um, so good. So <laughs> really loves to see it. <laughs> I I had I did hip hop class dancing in the countryside of Ireland for two years when I was like. 13 to 15. And what kind of moves did you learn then? Well, that's exactly the moves that I... Basically, these yeah. women in Ireland would... Because they could charge, you know, my parent and my parents and other parents, I don't know, 15 quid an hour. So they just would watch a J-Lo yeah. music video or a Christina, uh, you know, insert here video. And they would then teach us those moves. And we had no business. There was no business. Us young children in Ireland doing these dance moves but these women taught us and we all thought that we were Beyonce and we were Christina Aguilera and I think what happens is when I get a bit a bit tipsy I do need to have a drink or two mm. but also I'll be honest 2am in my bedroom if I can't get to sleep I'm also busting out those moves <gasps> me as well. too yeah oh a 2am dance party it's the best crack in the world so that's why I have wireless headphones now so I can I'm unlimited you can my move and bust a and Lizzo's brought this all back again for me Um, but yeah I, I just end up in this space where I think mm. I am I am performing as though I'm Jennifer Lopez and stuff. And I think what happens but is... Jennifer, you, Jennifer Lopez is sat there performing as if she is Catherine Hagen. Thank you. <laughs> well, what happens is, right, 2 a.m. me, I'm alone in my room, alone in my bedroom. Mm. I'll dance with reckless fear and abandon, right? Like no one's watching because literally no one is watching. So it does in public take a few drinks. But what happens mm. is it's not that I all of a sudden don't care about people, but... The, the the girl who's dancing alone in her bedroom at 2 a.m. Yeah. all of a sudden is the girl who's on the dance floor in front of people. But I have... <laughs> I have... I'll tell you this. I don't think you know this. I have before. <laughs> I have in college. <laughs> oh Not to age myself here. But when I first went to college, Willow Smith's Ooh. whip your hair back and forth. <laughs> was quite a jam, right? And it would often come on in nightclubs. And also, fun fact about me, I used to have incredibly long mm. hair, like down to my arse. And I have very thick hair, I have very thick hair. And it was all the way down to my arse. And so my hair is a spectacle of its own, right? So what I used to do back in the day when I'd be going to the club, I remember where I was, I was in Mandela Hall in Belfast. It was their student dance night. I think it was on a Wednesdays. It was the student union at Queen's University Belfast. I was there and they played Willow Smith's Whip Your Hair Back and Forth. And I was like, yeah, great. When I whip my hair, because it's like two metres long nearly, right? It's really fucking long. It like is a spectacle. So I started whipping my hair back and forth. <laughs> whip my hair back and forth. Whip yeah. my hair back and forth. Whip my hair back and forth. And accidentally, it got caught in someone's bag. They were like moving past. It got caught. They like grabbed their hair and uh, like sort of accidentally basically in their arm, my hair yeah. got caught, and they went to move and pulled, pulled my head. I gave my, <laughs> I gave myself whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> the force with which I was like throwing my hair, and I went to pull it, and they like yanked it, and it was like, and then they let go, and it was like, ah, oh, and I went the next day to the doctor. I was like, I've really hurt myself, and they were like. Yeah, this is like whiplash, which happens in characters where like your hair, your head just gets like thrown back and forth really fast. But that's what happened. But it was like a jerking motion because they like caught my hair and then let it go. 
Yes, we're getting myself whiplash. God, the <laughs> secret dangers of willow supposed to whip your hair back. So be warned. Okay, I'm delighted she shaved her head after that. We all needed to take a break. She did that because she didn't want to perform that song anymore. Yeah, and good th- good yeah. riddance. It was a scourge on the Power. earth, in my opinion. <laughs> You know, when I went to the first club I went to, like the because again, what not, age were you when you went to your first club? I was a bit of an eighteen. You went to your first club when you were eighteen, mate. I did like I must stress, didn't start drinking uh, like early. No, I know you didn't, didn't drink, drink, but like to me, in my opinion, you you with or without drink doesn't stop you socialising. Oh, so I wouldn't see that as a barrier to you socialising. Teenage Ruby is a different story. Mm. <laughs> But when so I you were 18 in your first club. Yeah. I was 12. <laughs> Shout out my cousin Moira, who brought me to a club in Leeds when I was 12 and I was visiting her at university. Yeah, How yeah, did yeah. you get in? To be fair, that was a student union. It was like barely a club. It was more of a like okay. student union bar that like had a dance floor. The next year I went back and I was 13, I went to multiple clubs. Yeah. And the actually, oh, no, never mind. Also, um, to redeem my cool factor that you've No, I haven't tried to. But I, I'm just shocked because you're not, not. Um, I went to a lot of house parties. So <laughs> <laughs> I went to a lot of house parties and sat in the corner by myself. So sh- shut up. <laughs> People invited me for guilt. <laughs> oh, mate, I went to house parties and cleaned up everyone else's mama. I looked after everyone. I was very much Mama yeah. Higgins for a long time. But the first club, I remember I was like, because I wasn't like, the club scene didn't, the club scene from where I was from, I was like, I'm not really getting excited about this. It's not really. Yeah, fair. Th- th- anyway. But a friend was like, oh, we're going to go to a phone party. And I was like, oh. <gasps> and I was, I was like, I'm sorry, that sounds like great fun because I wasn't thinking of the naughtiness that everyone else was going up to. I was just thinking about playing in film. Bleed into film! It's fucking like those friendship play parks that you went to when you were 10 again. I was like, yes, yes, yes! And so I went and I was like right in the middle of the dance floor, like, amazing, where does the foam come from? Because I didn't know. And I was like looking around and then like the DJ was like, it's the foam time! Are you ready? And I was there like, yeah! <laughs> and then they started shooting the foam out and like I'm tall, but somehow in front of me, from every direction, was a man who was taller than me. What? And I got zero foam. I had to scoop foam up from the floor. No. <laughs> Which you do not want to do no. in Oceana. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Oh my god. Do I know my really bad foam story? Also, we sorry, listeners. We are actually doing advice on this podcast when we finally get around <laughs> to it. We're also going to do your advice. We put it up on our social medias. If you didn't see it, fucking go follow us on social media. But we're doing anonymous problems from you guys because that was I think that was my idea drunk was your idea doing real problems because I had a few people DM me and us saying like I'd like your advice in real life so we're going to fire through them Drunk though, so plausible deniability because you're not dead. Most of, our, <laughs> most of the problems we solve are people. And also, dead. you've heard our advice. So before. we're ten episodes in. You've set yourself this up for your failure. You um, piece of shit. Sorry. So funny story <laughs> I have, and then we'll get into the problems. Uh, I went to uh, I went to Tenerife. <laughs> I went to Tenerife on a girls' holiday when I was eighteen, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no. no, I was 19, anyways, whatever, 18, 19, whatever else, there was a group of us, like a, a large group, like 15, 16, or whatever else. The shit that happened on that story could fill a book, or on that holiday could fill a book, because some of us ended up spending the whole summer there. Anyways, never mind. 
We go to this nightclub one night. It was my first night. Okay. So in fairness, everyone was trickling. Some girls genuinely went to Tenerife for the summer to like work there as like shock girls and blah, 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 blah. And then we all sort of gradually trickled out there and whatever else. So anyways, yeah. I get there and it's my first night. And on my first night, I will say before I went out to, to clubs, everyone said, oh, everyone gets wrote off their bed. Everyone gets so drunk on their first night because drinks are so cheap mm. and we end up out and people buy you drinks and because the girls have been working there, they knew people at bars, so, so they just get, hand us yeah. shots. And I was like, I'm fine because you know I'm famously quite high tolerance. I yeah. don't get that drunk that easily, right? So... We go out this night, long story short, I do end up really fucking drunk. We end up at this phone party, which is such a bad idea, in a bar in Tenerife, like on the strip, where basically they were, uh, people had glass, glasses. They didn't give people plastic cups, people had glasses. So, right, there's foam. Me and my mates, drunk as fuck, right? We're all in the foam, we're... Slitting around, we're sliding around, we're sitting down, we're, we're swimming around in the foam. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like seven smashed glass in the floor of this, da- and tiled, it was tiled, because it was like Spain and shit. It wasn't even like a wooden or like a vinyl dance floor, you know, you might get in the UK, yeah. where like maybe things are cushioned. No, it was tiled, so shit was like smashing. So anyways, my best mate Lorna, um, <laughs> my best mate Lorna like emerges from the foam and she's like my leg is bleeding and her leg is like cut to fuck with like glass from like the ground of the foam and I oh god why am I telling so I am um, I, I have, I've always been I'm five times certified first aid trained right but I've always been like I just mentioned at house parties I would clean up people sick I would look after them I'm like mat- Turn. I know I don't seem it now and I've actually moved away from it more by the age which is ironic because now I'm the age of mothers but I am quite a maternal person I like to look after people right yeah, you really I'm quite do. maternal and I'm good in a crisis right so yeah. like if you were sick or injured who are you calling uh, famously I'm a Ruby and mo- I'm multiple people's emergency contact I'm good in a crisis but drunk Catherine was like cool 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 I'm with Lorna she's bleeding out of her leg we go to the bar staff and the bar staff were like giving us some bandages and like stuff and I was like no this won't cut it and I was like okay Lorna wait there and then I was like we need to wash it get me some alcohol I need vodka we need to wash it so it doesn't get infected and whatever else and then while I'm with the bar staff trying to go off and find some vodka and stuff Lorna goes outside and on the strip there's ambulances and so I was like oh let me go ask a paramedic yeah but drunk me, I think, still had in my mind the image of the bartenders who hadn't known what they were doing and weren't doing. They just wanted to put a plaster over it. I was like, we've got to rinse this. We've got to get the glass out of it. We've got to make sure it's disinfected. Oh my God. So I come outside onto the strip and Lorna's like in the back of an ambulance getting her leg seen to because there's like multiple cuts. And the paramedics are like bandaging it up and I'm going over <laughs> to the paramedics. I think drunk me thought they were the bar staff still. I went over to full-blown paramedics and was like, no, 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 excuse me, I'm first aid trained. (laughs) And I kept ripping Lorna's bandage off. (gasps) They were putting a bandage on. I was like, you haven't cleaned. And they were like, we have cleaned this, ma'am. Like, whatever. But they were speaking Spanish. And I was like, you haven't done this right. And Lorna was like, well, you fuck off. Lorna got so angry at me. The girls had to, like, drag me away. And I was like... She's gonna get an infection. She's gonna get an infection. Oh, drunk oh me, like 19 years of age. So I woke up the next day and I was like, uh, what happened to Lorna? And the girl's like, then you need to go apologize to Lorna. Because you multiple times, not only she her leg like cut to fuck, you, you ripped, kept ripping up. I kept ripping a bandage <laughs> off her leg. Oh no. 
I know and telling full blown paramedics, excuse me, I know first aid. So it's a bit of a joke in our, our friendship group. To this day, this is like a decade ago and I'm oh still living with, Catherine knows first aid, which is two of the girls are nurses. Like, <laughs> and they'll be like, Catherine knows first aid. Because I'm oh a dickhead God. when I'm drunk. That. But anyways, speaking of being able to administer first aid, why don't we do first aid for problems? Yes, yeah, uh, first aid because problems. Because we got some people to send us in some anonymous problems. Uh. Ooh. Oh, wait, sorry. There's my phone. Okay, so we're going to read these problems. Yeah, so we got some of these sent in. We have these problems. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna read some of these. Wait, we got two more ones. Okay, so these are anonymous problems that were sent to us that we, we posted online on Instagram. Again, if you're not following us, go follow us because this is where we posted these anonymous, problems. Anonymous, but I know who sent one of mine in. Okay. I know. Okay. Right. Know. And we're going to try and rapid fire these guys because we're yeah. drunk and you knew we were going to be drunk. We told you that. So we're just going to rapid fire, fucking go through these, solve <laughs> your lives, fix your problems. Episode 10. We're here. 10, baby. Okay. Number one. Mm-hmm. No one wants to have sex with me at random parties slash in bars. And I, in capital letters, hate online dating. Hmm. How do I find a partner? Number one, don't go to random bars then. Yeah. Choose specifically horny bars. In bars. Here's my here's my top tip. Hmm. How do I cause cause this person says partner, not how do I find a hookup? How do hmm. I find a oh, sneaky huh. link? Yeah. How do I how do I shag, right? That's not what they're asking. They want a partner. And this is the thing. I do think online dating's fucking shite all around the gaff. And also I agree that like it's really, really bad. And I get that sometimes meeting people at parties or in bars and having sex with them can lead to more stuff. But mm. here is my thing, right? If you know what type of man you want, say you want, uh, I don't know who you are. Do you want a farmer? Do you want someone who owns a house? Do you want someone who's really into fitness? Do you want someone who's a musician? Do you want someone who is into politics? Join Go, go wherever hobbies, hobbies, those perfect those people would be. So if you want someone who is like a farmer, go join. Go to a farm. Go to a farm. <laughs> go to their farm. Go on their some door. Cows, ask like, them who owns them. Excuse me. I heard you can tell me about the birds and the bees. <laughs> Birds and the bees. Yeah, because he's a farmer, so he knows about animals. What? Catherine, you are Ruby, I grew up with farmers, and there's one thing they will not give you, and it is sex education. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Me and my nation have that to prove. No, I I think basically just go where they are. So if you're, like, really interested in, like, politics or, like, like uh, yeah, like politics and social reform. Join, 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 and join a club. Join a local political party. Join that. If you're really into like climbing, right? Free climbing. Go to a climbing gym. Like meet people there. Because parties and bars is everyone's a bit drunk. Everyone's a bit sleazy. Everyone's a bit oh, whatever else. And people are just a bit primal. Mm. But if you go to where people are, like if you want someone who's rich. Go to the bank after work on a Thursday and go round those bars. Just, just hang by the cash points constantly. Don't, don't, don't be no, suspicious. No, I mean, I mean bank in London. Yeah. Because that's the financial district. Oh, the bars near the banks. Not no, go no. to the bank. No, just no, hang out at Metro. No, I don't mean go to Lloyd's, right? <laughs> I don't mean go to the local branch. I heard you can get great mortgage deals in here. (laughs) I don't mean literally walk into the cashier's desk. (laughs) 
I might go to like Canary Wharf, go to Bank in Ireland. This mm. would be go to the IFSC or somewhere around there. Go to where those people hang out. If you want someone who is into hiking and outdoorsy, join a hiking group. Join wait, a, hiking. wait at the top of a mountain. Just sit around at the top of a mountain and be lost. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, like this is what I mean go to where the, figure out who you want as a partner what type of things you want them to be or what you want them to have as traits mm. or assets and then go to where those people hang out that's my tip for that oh, I would are we quick firing quick firing yeah come on okay well I was just going to say that um, speaking to the microphone <laughs> hello uh, how like I, I want to know how are you going up to people and asking them because most people because this it is a weird question because you say I don't want to, no one wants to have sex with me at random parties in Mars and I hate online dating so sex at parties is one thing dating people is another thing how do I find a partner a partner is a whole different thing, thing. You, this is casual sex dating relationship and I feel like you're conflating all three those are three really different things also you say no one wants to have sex with your parties Babes, it is, it is like whoever you are, whatever gender you are, mm. it is not that difficult. I realized this in later life. If you want to have sex, you can have sex. It is not hard to have sex. Sex is not difficult. Mm. Your standards of who you want to have sex with and why you want to have sex and the level of intimacy you need for sex and what you require is not hard. I, my friend told me literally the other day she walked home from the station yeah. and someone ended up running up the road, like a young man ended up running a road as though he was like running away from the police or something. And there was a guy in front of her who'd been walking in front of her from yeah. the station. They were like two minutes from the station. And he like stepped into his doorway. And my friend, just because she didn't want to get run over on the footpath, stood just slightly into this man's like um, front porch, yeah. if that makes sense. Not even uh, the doorway, just like... He had a bit before the step. He like steps up to yeah. his flat, and he, she just stood in there. And the man turned around, looked at her, saw that she stood in there. Maybe didn't realize why. It was because there was someone running up the road. She didn't want to get run down, and there was like someone chasing them. Yeah. And he went, "Oh, do you want to come in?" Like it is not hard. Whoa! It is not. You could just My walk up a train God. and follow someone home. Apparently, also insane that that man did yeah. that. But. I would say don't lower your standards no. to try and. This is what I'm saying. But, but you're saying you understand have sex. that you can have more. That you rather than lowering yourself and yes. being like I'm not good enough to go talk over to that person. Mm. You are. You uh, you're have... saying three different things in this message. Yeah. So I yeah. think you're unclear on what you're looking for. So you need to clarify what it is you're looking for. You're looking for casual sex, which is fine. Again, there's places and things for that. You could go to a sex party. You can uh, join fields. So that's like a dating yeah. app that's like a brand sex and stuff. So it's not even online dating in the traditional way. Then you're saying you hate online dating. That's another thing. That's where you like go for a drink with people. You go on dates. And then you say you want a partner. Those are three really different things. Figure out what you want. Go find and then go to where those people will be. Sex parties or uh, like you could do online dating if you want to or you can ask friends ask friends to set you up with people if you want to like go on yeah. dates people all your friends work in workplaces they know people who are single they know loads of different people and things and then or, or if you want like a full blown partner go to where those people would be figure out who you want in life and go find them okay next problem done should I quit my job <gasps> yes Always, <laughs> I love quitting jobs. I no, think it's so maybe much fun. Sometimes not because no, we're in a financial crisis. Yeah, right I, uh, yeah, and it, we are in a financial crisis. And I did make this choice like <laughs> recently to quit a job, and I do kind of regret it. A bit. No, but also you made the right decision. So this says, should I quit my job? Mm. It's great, now, but sometimes I'm very bored and think I could be doing something more interesting. Here's my thought: <laughs> if you think this right now, right? And again, I know nothing about this person. These are mm. anonymous. 
It depends where you are in your life, right? Because, But I think the reason you're asking this question... It's because it, you want to. It's because you want to, but also it indicates to me that also it's it, you could, right? So I have friends who are like, you know, they have a mortgage, they have children, they are of a certain generation where they're like, my job isn't everything I love, but my job feeds my babies, it clothes mm. my babies, it... Um, you know, puts money in the bank account. It does what it needs to do. So my job doesn't need to be everything right now. Whereas right now, if all your if if you don't have loads of responsibilities, then you have the opportunity to pursue what you want to pursue. Yeah. And find something that interests you, because the only person you're responsible for is you. And so long as you know you can look after yourself financially to a certain point, a certain degree, where you're like, okay, well, I can always yeah. make it work. Then go do what makes you the happiest. But there will come a time in your life, whether you're a man or a woman or anything in between, where if maybe you have a partner or you have children or you have a family, you settle down or you move abroad and you need visa requirements. or Like there's loads of different reasons why maybe the job isn't just about what the job is. Yeah. It's about what it also gives you in other ways. If right now the job is just, this is the thing I have going on, it's fine, but it's not great. And you have no reason to stay in the job other than it is the job you currently have. Then right now leave, because you'll always feel this way. But if it is something that serves lots of, look at what it does for you, not just like, maybe your job isn't the most interesting. It's also fine. It is fine if the thing that pays your bills isn't the thing that you're most passionate about in life. That is fine. Yeah. I, I, because I chat about this a lot. Like, I always feel like my life is in, um, like, a couple of pillars that's holding up the whole thing. So there's, like, my my friendships, there's my home life, there's my work life, there's mm-hmm. my hobby, there's, there's, there's all these different things. Mm-hmm. And I need at least two to be strong for me to feel like I'm in a good place. Three, ideally, I want all of them. So, like, and I mean, it's because then if your job is not making you happy in a way that is affecting everything else, yes. and it's making everything else crumble and go down, like, you can't go see your friends, you can't go see your family. They say you can't. it's great and all. Yeah. But sometimes I'm bored. But then, so, but if it's is not, it like, it's a good work life balance. Does it pay you? Like, this is the thing. A job. If you're is able it? to do everything else in your life. Yes. Then you can have a bit of a shitty job yeah. to be able to cope with everything. So but that to have else a happy. generally good life. But. If you're in, if like you said, if you're in a place where you can move, you can quit because you don't have dependents, you don't have mm-hmm. things like mortgage or whatever, mm-hmm. then oh my God, there is always, it's so easy to settle in a job because it makes you feel safe. Yes. Because having to move jobs it's and really find jobs difficult. is difficult. And it is like change a, also, a chore in itself. Self-administered change where like mm-hmm. you're doing something because you've made the decision to do it. It isn't something that's being imposed on you. is really difficult because you're responsible for all of it. But also it's really empowering. Yeah. So it depends where you are in your life is the answer to that question. We are not good at rapid my, fire. My, my vote is always quit your job finding something new because I think it's always fun and exciting to but start again, something if new. But again, if, if you Personally. say you're bored, like maybe your job is fine and it's good and it pays you well and you actually like the people you work with and you do that. Maybe being bored is that you don't have anything aside from your job. Maybe you want to pick up a hobby. Maybe you want to like have a relationship or maybe you aren't like making loads of effort with friends. Like whatever it is. But if you're like, no, it's my work thing and I want my work thing to be more than this. And actually, if I'm ever going to change that, now is the time, then go for it. Yeah. Anyways, rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> We're so bad at this. Okay, rapid fire. I've had, oh, I've had a crush on you for years and I still don't know. And you still don't know, LMAO. 
This is something you received through me. Oh, no. Well, okay. Oh, my God. This is something that I received. Yeah, Someone but I think this is true. No, but I got two. I got two exactly the same. So you think it was the app? Yeah, it's the fucking app. Oh, okay. Never That's Because I got one that said, like, uh, not to be creepy, but you're really cute. And I was really excited. Wait, and then scroll... Ruby was like, I think it's the app. Scroll back onto it so I can see it. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the app. That's oh, the app telling me. Which is like naughty of would I like not not gonna lie? Would I like not gonna not gonna lie? You tell me. It's naughty of not uh, not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, I got two exactly the same. First one, I was like, oh my god. Second one, I was like, oh okay. This is a ploy. Okay, next problem. Uh, what do I do about my mum taking over my wedding planning? Oh, I have some thoughts, Ruby. You go. No. Okay. What are you gonna do? Um. See, I don't know. Okay, I can't do rapid fire. I would say... Um, as quick as you can, then. As quick as I can. As quick as I can. Call her a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, that's as quick as I can. I can answer that. I would say... Well, okay. Factors are involved. Is she putting any money towards the way? Yes, exactly. Um, number two. Give let's, f- let's assume yes. Okay. If they're of our generation and they're able to like have a wedding, yeah. I'm going to assume... For a lot of people, that would mean... Uh, it depends. But yeah, I would assume there's money being given by the parent. My advice would be to give her one responsibility. Be like, I would love for you to take over this one thing in particular. Mm-hmm. I've just... The thing is, I've got so much on my plate and it would just really help me if you took over this one thing. But what it sounds like is that and they're not staying to one thing. And then they're, distract They're getting them involved they in everything. But then, but always the challenging thing is like, you got to have that conversation. And it's going to be yeah. horrible. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tricky. Mm-hmm. Because with mothers, mothers love you so much. And they birthed you. But and they, they show after it. you for they years. They in such a hostile way. They, but, they, but they love you. But they love you in a way that a terrorist loves you. No, yeah. that's not fair. But no, in a way I that think mothers like... love you in a way where everything that you do, they feel is a reflection on them. Yeah. And so therefore they need to be involved with. And I'm very much like, I, me and my mum had this chat a while ago where I'm like, you can absolutely absolve yourself of it. Because I would like start doing comedy and saying things. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, this is not a reflection on the fact that you you raised someone who was this loose. In reality, anyone who knows us knows, I got this from dad. Like, <laughs> this is all my Higgins, right? So, but I think that's the way mothers are. Here's my thing. Get your mother. Again, I can't iterate it off in this podcast. I am not pro a bad relationship with alcohol but get your mum drunk when you need to have these conversations get her soft because here's the thing and then play on her emotions so if you're her mm, daughter son I don't know right but if you're her daughter or son and you're getting married the reason they're probably getting so involved is that they're actually so emotionally invested so if you just make them mad emotional like Mm. you you know there's nothing like a couple drinks to get the tears flowing and the (laughs) I remember Here's what you need. You need a couple of uh, like evenings yeah. where you're willing to do the thing. You know the things of the parents where you have a couple of drinks with them and you mm. just let them tell you. You know how I found out I was pregnant with you. Do you know what it was like when I birthed you? Do you know what you were like as a toddler? And they just wanted they want to remember you from their entire perspective. And you're yeah. like, yeah, 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 cool, 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 cool. So you give them all this leeway and you ask them like, what was I like? What was I like as a baby? And you let them just like splurge it all out. So you just let them have all this. And they're like, oh my god, amazing. So you enamor them to you and you remember, you remind them of you as a baby, and you get them mad emotional and stuff. And then you're like, listen, I just don't think Uncle Jim needs to come 
to the wedding. Like, <laughs> also, I don't think all your friends need to come because do you know what, Mum? This isn't about your friends. Were they there when I was uh, had colic and wouldn't sleep? Were Aww. they there when I don't know? I shit all over you in the hospital. <laughs> Shout out my brother John, who that is the real life story of. Um, <laughs> And be like, you know what, mum, this, I just, I, so long as I have, I just want people I love. You love me and I love yeah. you and I want you there. You want me there. And I love my partner and I love people and I just, any, I don't want it to feel like we're obligated. And I feel like if you just get them emotional, you get them in the emotions, you get them, yeah. and you don't need to have drink and not everyone needs to drink, but look, I'm Irish. So the only way I know how to communicate with parents is like with some element of alcohol involved, either none or all. But oh, yes. See, with my mum, uh, well, see, with my mum. Maybe go to knitting? No, yeah, with my mum and my family, we are. <laughs> Whatever people, your parents' thing is, we it are could people be anything. with lots and lots of hobbies and do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think, personally, I'm not. I'm, well, I know with my sister's wedding, not really my mum. They did some crafting together for the decoration. And that is emotional for you. That see, that, that's it. Your sister played but your mum. I don't think my mum would ever take her because she's like, I've got enough on my plate. I'm doing, she's doing but all this is things. thing. Your sister was but, like, let me invite mum into the thing that, yeah. that, that, that that's her thing, right? Because Jan loves crafting. Oh, she loves a bit of crafting. So maybe like meet her where she's at, but then also, I'm not going to lie, just emotionally manipulate them. And like, <laughs> that's it. Do you, know? Do you know what I mean? Just like emotionally manipulate them. That's my quick fire round. Do you agree? Yeah. Sure, why not? Okay, do we have one or two more? Oh, my best friend just broke up with her awful boyfriend. How do I support her through this without seeming pleased that it happened? Ruby, go. Oh, okay, for like the first month, you're going to have to be like, oh, yeah, no, that's sad. Well, it said, my friend just broke up with oh, her. Oh, the friend broke up. So the friend broke up. Quite frankly, then throw important them a, information in my opinion. Then throw them a party, throw them a surprise yes. party. I'm them so round. proud of you. Throw them a surprise, invite them around, have everyone there, party poppers as they walk in, and go, woo! And there'll be a big banner saying, saying, "Single babes hit the night town." Single babes Excuse hit me? the town. <laughs> Sing, single, so, so, no, 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 we're going to need to workshop. Firstly, those balloons cost per word. No, or no, per no. letter. A, a, bana- a banana. Banana? Banana. Banana. Banner. Banner. <laughs> a banner, she means. A banner. You said avoid long words. Right, a banner. A banner is not a long word. Go on. That says, yay, you're single again. No, don't <laughs> say again. Wait. Don't say again. Don't say again. Okay. Don't say again. Yay, you're... Um, single like an absolute trooper <laughs> how you. fucking long is this banner okay no I'm going to avoid Ruby's advice okay no, but as surprise I have done for 10 episodes I'm going to dominate this entire situation no. surprise party everyone's there cheering I don't woo, think woo, surprise woo, party woo, woo, woo. Then and then drink 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 and then you go out on the town everyone's throwing her compliments saying she's amazing or she's, them we don't know. Uh, did it say she? Did it use the gender? Her, yes. Or yeah. There was gender use. And then saying. she says uh, about you uh, and everyone, you go, isn't she fit? And you get people to be like, you're beautiful. You're have fine. you you're met Ted? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then you have an absolutely amazing night. And mm-hmm. then I think you end the night by holding each other and going, you're amazing. Again, this is not fire, rap, rapid fire. 
I find but you, neither of you find surprise it. Surprise pie. That's okay. what I say. Ruby says surprise pie. I don't think surprise pie. I think <laughs> the, the, the idea of a night out is it. So you say that your friend broke up with them and you want to be supportive without seeming too pleased. Here's the thing, right? You being pleased is about your opinion of that guy. And that can come. The time for being like, yo, you know he was a fucking prick. You know he was a fucking psycho. That there, the, that That is down the line time. But the initial element is that you big up your mate because this was a decision that she made so you just say I am so you empower them and you empower them to be like your decision making was the exact right thing not about him you don't say anything about them as a person right because they might still be too like oh my god blah, blah, blah. I love that person because they do they love that fucking prick that's why they were there in the first place right so th- you can't go negative on the person but go empowered from mm. the decision so yes you made the right decision let's go out let's celebrate like you know what you did something for you because you thought it was the right thing to do and you looked after you I'm so proud of you I love you I'm proud of you and you make it all about them you empower them and then in like three four months time you're like when she's like yeah he was a bit of a whatever you're like oh mate and then you pull up all of he your He was receipts. a cunt. You pull up everything you've got on him. You just pull up the fact that like he didn't come to anyone's birthday party. That when he was out with you guys, he wouldn't speak to anybody. He didn't ask anybody their questions about their lives. The fact that he would text her constantly when she was on a night out with you. Like all of these things you highlight mm. so that it compounds. But initially, just don't say anything about him. That's how you don't see. You seem pleased because you think, you know what? I think that you've made the right decision for yeah. you. And it's not about, you tell her this. You say, it's not about him. It's about you, because I love you. And if I see you making a decision that is the right decision for you, that's what I love to see. And I think, irregardless of anyone else, I'm here for you, and I think you're doing the best thing for you right now. Yeah. You don't even mention their name. Their name becomes irrelevant. You forget it. Who, what, where, when. Yeah. That's it. Um, There was that one. um, Was there one more? That one. Really quickly? That I know who sent it in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this person. Uh, what's the best way to hide a body? Yeah. What's the best way to hide a body? I really don't like mine. How mine looks in shorts. Ha ha, you little bitch. So maybe knows who this is, but also to me, right? I'm a body positivity queen. Here's what you do, right? You're not trying to hide any body if it's your body, okay? You're going to listen to Lizzo. Mm. Also, if you're a bigger girl like myself, wear some chub shorts, right? Chub rub shorts mm. is a very real thing. Summer's coming. We'll get sweaty and you need to know that. And also don't hide your body, right? Take up space. That is, this world is going to crumble and fall in 40 years. Be here while you can be here. Be here in all the joy and the fluorescence that you can be. Don't dare try and hide because there's always people trying to put you in the box and don't let them win, is my opinion. Don't hide your body. Shout about it. Accentuate it. Wear a bright colour. Put it out there. That's what I say. Yeah. Isn't that right, Ruby? That is. That is exactly right. And I love that. That is exactly not the advice that they were looking for. No. <laughs> so whoever you are, I know who you are. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> but go fuck yourself wearing beautiful, bright-coloured shorts. Beautiful, bright-coloured shorts. Okay, we need to end this podcast because we're drunk and I have a train to catch. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruby Carr, uh, thank you so much. Do you have anything to share? Ruby Vroom Vroom on Instagram. You need to go follow us on Instagram because if you would have liked this level of um, advice, we might do this again. This is fun. Yeah, number 20. Again. <laughs> Every 10 episodes, we've got drunk as fuck. No. But follow us on Instagram so that you can um, 
uh, your problems can be solved yeah. via our Instagram. Uh, you are Ruby Vroom Vroom and you are Catherine, Catherine with a K-A-T-H-R-Y-N underscore Higgins. Again, I have a work in progress at Tune Down on the 30th of March. Please, please fucking come. I've, I have to invite some important people so please just come. It's going to be so good. It will be lots of fun. And uh, thank you to Laughing Around Productions at 21 Soho. It's been 10 episodes and we love you guys. Take care. Good night. Drinks up. Woo!